welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Straight from New York. Yo, yo, this handsome ass. Yo, yo, ah, uh, now, fucker. Tune in yeah. now, Joe the Funk Master. Watch your grill, yoga knocked out cold faster. Talking shit, now we talking facts. Where the mountain off the back, you in trouble, came to burst your bubble. I don't shelter punches, they find home on your mind about a double. This the weekly scraps. You don't need a map, GPS, I'm right here to lead a dash. The world doesn't know it needs, but I grow disease. Planet, fuck a name and the fame. Only legacy remains. Remember the name, Al Jermaine Sterling. Uh, it ain't shit, it ain't shit. Motherfucker. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the weekly scraps, episode 133. Had to catch back up, you know? Had a couple off weeks, you know? There wasn't no fights last weekend, but it's all good. It's all good in the hood. I had to do what I had to do. I was on set, banging out that movie. Um, my role is very small, very, very small. So uh, it's going to be interesting just to see how they kind of make everything work in. And obviously, you guys see my neck pillow. I'm trying to get comfortable. You know, I'm practicing right now. Uh, I actually got a flight later tonight or maybe early tomorrow morning going to Vegas. Uh, as you guys probably seen, if you do follow uh, my Instagram, I have posted that I will be at a meet and greet tomorrow. I don't know if the UFC is setting me up for um, attacks, but I'm going to have to talk to them. Like, hey, maybe we should have security because, you know, it might be bad if I put my hands on someone for putting their hands on me. So it might be better if one of you guys could do it. Um, You know, it's always good to have protection, Uh, especially in this climate for myself. Normally, I'm like all about it, but I'm a little bit, eh. There might be a couple of wacky motherfuckers out there who might do something stupid and I, I won't, I don't get it because it's like, if you're doing something stupid, guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to do what you would have done to me. You know, if you want to sue, I could do that too. Since I can't, you know, beat your ass, I, I won't be allowed to like, you know, I got to do what I got to do. You know, what do you want from me? You know? So hopefully it's a good event and uh, people come out, they're cool. And if you're going to say what you're going to say, I'm just going to say, hey man, thanks for coming. If you like a picture, let me know. I'm going to be here regardless. So. I'm getting paid to be here, and if this is what you want to do at the time, then um, I guess, right? I don't know. But uh, most of the fans have been great so far that I've ever done these events with, so hopefully we can keep that trend going and no one comes to trying to do anything ridiculous because I'm just going to be like, oh, seriously, I got to deal with this right now. But um, it is what it is. Um, like I said, did that movie out in uh, North Carolina. I went down to South Carolina, got to hang out with Chris before I left over in Fort Mill. Um, beautiful area, beautiful freaking house. And bro, he was, we were talking about taxes. New York taxes, his old house, it was like a, a million, 1.8, I think he, he said he bought that house for. And um, the house down in North South Carolina, I forgot how much he paid for that. But just to put it in perspective on how much more you get, which is why I made the move as well. Um, he was paying about 42, uh, his wife told me 45 because I guess the people stopped grieving it, or they stopped, they, they missed a couple of grievances. Um, so it went up to like 45 at a point, but roughly $42,000 a year. A year! That's not even including your mortgage payment. That's not including the interest rate. That's just taxes. I'm, I'm okay on that. And for where they are now, the house that they have now, they're paying $6,000. I was like, that's it? <laughs> for all of this, $6,000? Community pool, you live pretty much on a golf course. Um, I don't think it gets any better than that. That's when you know you've you've did the you've made it big. You're living comfortable. 
should I say, a little bit more than comfortable now um, because you don't have to worry about the burdens of, you know, the financial issues of oh, I'm going to pay for this. I got to pay for this. This is coming up. That bill, that bill, uh, and taxes. Always about the taxes. But, yeah, man, so I, I'm super happy for those guys. And it was good to be able to catch up with those guys and hang out and get to see my, my young guy, uh, CJ, and Colton. Colton is still super shy, but he's always, he's a character, man. I, I like Colton a lot, Coco. Um, other than that, man, right now just rocking and rolling. I got a bunch of stuff, finally. You ever go to Amazon and then you just start spending money on things? You're just like, ah, uh, I don't need that. I don't need that. Yeah, I, I had one of those moments, and then I went to Target. I was supposed to get two things, end up coming out with a stack of stuff. I'm just like, this place, Target, does this to me all the time. Super frustrating, super annoying, but it is what it is. <laughs> Hopefully, the stuff we have bought, I could put it to use. I bought a bag of chocolate. I just like, yo, I came with a care package, guys. Have at it. I put it on the, 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 the table for everyone to kind of just take whatever they want. Um, all right, so obviously we have a big fight card this weekend, mostly the main event, which is the one everyone wants to see, and obviously the co-main event, which is huge as well, but the main one that everyone really, really wants to see is this trilogy. Uh, this is pretty much what the card was built around, you know, so this is the main fight for me, and uh, I think people want a couple of questions answered with this Poirier-McGregor trilogy and wondering if... Does Conor still have it? Does he still have the fire and the burning desire to want to go out there and compete, you know? And Dustin says something I thought was hilarious. You know, if you said this in the cafeteria, this is just jokes. And he said, how can you, you know, you know, I left you on airplane mode. You were on standby or something like that. I was like, oh, 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 the disrespect. But I thought that was hysterical. But um, he was right, man. He was like, what, what is he going to do different, you know? And I think he was right. He was on to something saying that. He thinks Connor's going to come out trying to throw calf kicks, and I really do think he might. But now that Poirier put that into the air, I wonder if Connor's going to like really like dead on set, like I'm going to try to attack that calf. Because you saw when he fought Nate Diaz the second time, he came back, and he was throwing a ton of leg kicks, and he was like, yo, I've seen these other fights. He's susceptible to leg kicks. I'm going to chop up those, those legs as best as I can, and I'm going to touch him up with the feet. And even that fact, we just watched it the other day. I'm like, yo, man, it's so hard to like... Say who really won that fight. I, I almost felt like it was a draw, man. Like, uh, super competitive. Both guys had their moments. Um, I don't know. You know, that it was a good fight, good scrap. And what else could you ask for, right? So that's kind of the way I was looking at that matchup between uh, Nate and Connor in that rematch. And now we got the same situation, one apiece. And now this is the trilogy that Connor is going to have first. Like, what adjustments can Connor really make? He can't be super heavy on, on that lead leg like he was. You know, I know he likes to use that boxing stance, you know, kind of like yeah, I'm about to put the beats on somebody. But you can't do that in an MMA fight when the guy knows that's what you're going to do. He's going to do exactly what Dustin did. And, you know, I felt like he's been away from the game for so long that it was easier for a guy like Dustin to kind of chop at the legs, you know? Um because it was unexpected from uh, McGregor, you know. So now that he knows what that feels like, I do think he's going to make the right adjustments. I don't know if it's going to be enough to get him the dub. Uh, he did a great job getting up when Poirier took him down, but Poirier's not the the best wrestler of, I'm taking you down, I'm going to keep you here. You know, he takes you down. Uh, he might get a guillotine. Um, 
he might throw a couple strikes and let you back up, but he's not really necessarily looking to take you down and hold you there, you know? So this this is what makes the fight a, a super interesting one for me. So I, I don't really know which way he's going to go. But if I had to bet, I'm leaning on the side of Poirier. I just feel like he wants him more, you know? And and you hear a saying. They say it's, it's harder to get out of bed when you're sleeping in satin sheets. And I truly do believe that's a real thing. When you're not that driven and hungry anymore, it's easier to be like, oh, I'm going to stay home today. Mm, I don't really feel like doing all that. It's a little bit hard. I I, I think it'd be easier if I got to, you know, go down to the beach or take out my jet ski, that type of thing, or go jump in my Rolls Royce, and, and, and the case of Conor McGregor kind of thing, so, or my Bentley, whatever it is that, you know, he, he rides in. Um, I, it's hard to say, but he doesn't need to fight. So it, it gives you another perspective, like maybe he is hungry, he wants to prove to the world that he can do it. Or maybe this is his like, you know what, I'm just gonna do this fight and I'm gonna be done if he doesn't win. Um, we're gonna find out because he does say he likes he loves the sport. I do I truly do believe that he's still relatively young, so I can see him sticking around a little bit longer, taking the right fights or taking fights that make sense. But he's one of those guys. I think he's such a big superstar at this point, where it's like you can't put him in any other fight other than like the biggest ones that you could possibly make. He's Conor McGregor. He's done some of the most incredible things over the past few years and it's like for him to get to this position I think it's well deserved and well earned one thing I heard from somebody I forgot who it was they were saying like uh Connor doesn't like to have other champions or whatever it is like other people who get pay-per-view points on his card because he doesn't want people getting money off of his coattail or um saying that their numbers are bigger because of his 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 stardom. And I'm like, I don't know if this is true. So please guys don't quote me on that. And don't see, you know, don't talk shit. I don't know. And this is what someone told me. I was like, I find that hard to believe, but you know, you never know where, I don't know. You just never know. So I, I, if, if he did say that, I kind of understand, but at the same time it's like, whatever happened to the, uh, a high tide raises all boats, you know? So I, I know he was very much about that before. So that's what I'm like. I, I feel like that's a little off. I don't. I don't know if that's what he said. You know. So hopefully not. It, it, you get a guy like that, and you're gonna get other people paid. It's like, what's it doing to you? It's not doing anything to you other than getting your fellow companions paid and having them able to make enough money to set them up for the rest of their lives as well. You know. So maybe they can make their own proper 13 or proper 14, whatever. But I hope that's not true. You know. So that was just a little information I wanted to share with you guys. Um, other than that, man, that's a, that's a great matchup. I, I, I'm, like I said, I think the smart money is on Poirier, but you can't count on a guy who's as accurate and precise as McGregor. I do think the longer the fight goes, like Poirier said, you can't buy heart. Um, Connor's tough. I'm not saying he's not tough. I'm not saying he doesn't have heart, but in comparison to Poirier, we've seen Poirier in the trenches and we know he is not going to stop and he's not going to quit. It's just one of those things. And this is pretty much the same exact situation. So, uh, he's here now, and the fight's a couple of days away, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Um, next matchup, co-main event, Gilbert Burns coming back. Uh, first fight since his title um, shot, and you know he came up short. He had some. He had a big moment in that first round. Um, lost to his f- uh, former friend and teammate. I don't know. I I would imagine that there's cordial, but obviously that whole friendship is probably 
gone and sailed. You know, he's taking on a very tough, crafty guy in Wonder Boy who just, just so smooth and so slick on the feet, man. So hard to hit. Point fights. But if you get crazy and get overzealous, he will knock you down, uh, knock you out. Or catch you with that javelin sidekick that he does. He's done it to, you know, look, like rewatch his fight with Masvidal, who's such a seasoned striker. And watch how he just inserts the javelin and it's just like a broomstick. And it's just like, boom, straight down the middle. Kick Masvidal off of his feet, I think twice. Once or twice. I know once for sure, but probably twice, um, if I remember correctly. And I, I think that's such a fantastic technique in order to be able to do that and stop people dead in their tracks and just like, yo, you're not going nowhere. You're not getting any closer than this. You know, so um, you can't get over aggressive. I don't know what Burns' strategy is going to be. I, I will say definitely he will have the advantage on the ground. Wonderboy is not like a jujitsu ace or... Um, He's not really a BJJ guy, obviously. I, I I don't think there's any secret in saying that. We know what his specialty is, keeping the distance, catching guys when they come in, or hitting that spinning kick if you stand in front of them. You know, so Burns has got his hands full, but he's a big dude, power puncher. Wonderboy's been knocked out before. We've seen that. And uh, hopefully, obviously, it doesn't happen again. Um, Chris Weidman's brother-in-law now, and which makes him family for us. And Wonderboy's one of the nicest guys. So is Gilbert as well. But Wonder Boy, if you ever met him, he's just like one of the nicest guys. He's he's uh, I don't know who's nicer between him or Marab. That that's how nice of a guy he is, you know. So may the best man win. And uh, yeah, uh, if I had a pick, I would lean against Wonder Boy to get this done because Burns he's a good striker, but I think he relies heavily on his power and. We saw that in the last one. I don't know if it was the title fight that got to him. He, you know, I don't know him like that, so he's probably gonna say no. But in a big moment like that, now you got another big moment. You gotta try to channel that energy and not fatigue the same way you did in the last one. You know, so it's hard to say because his other fight, he looked so dominant against Woodley, and he threw some bombs and he was swinging leather and he looked good in great shape. And then in this one, he got so tired. So I don't know. Maybe it could be a combination of all those things. And with this one, if he could come in controlled, um, could cut Wonder Boy off and could land the one hit a quitter or the combinations, he could try to steal the fight that way. But I think if he if he's dancing around trying to chase Wonder Boy and making Wonder Boy lead the dance as he always does, man, he's uh it's going to be a good night for Wonderboy. That's that's what I think. I think his skill set just allows him to be so hard to hit when he's in close proximity to any one of his opponents. It's like he's there, but he's really not there. And I, I don't really know what the secret to beating Wonderboy is. I always wonder why people never kicked his legs because he's a, such a, like a wide stance. But guys, I don't know. If it, easier said than done, you know, because his reflexes, boom, he could bring that lead leg up and hit you with a snap kick real quick or come back with a hook kick. So... You're fighting a guy like Wonderboy, you got some problems on your hand. Now, this next one, tied to Avasa versus Greg Hardy. This is a fun one for me. Hardy had a couple losses, some tough ones. I think he had a big grown fight with Volkov. Um, Tuavasa looked great in his last one. I, I think Tuavasa is starting to come into his own. I don't know. We were talking about this. We don't know if he's training again with AKA, which helped him out a lot, I think, for the last one. If he's back to where he was training before, that can make things a little bit interesting because we don't know how hard he's really training and how hard he's really going, you know. So I think that makes it a little tougher to to pick for this one. But I do like Tuavasa for this. I think he might be the favorite. I'm not really sure. Uh, 
this might be the battle of who gets tired first. <laughs> but like I said, if two of us is doing the right things and did the right things, I think this should be a, a good fight for him to win and look good against a high-profile name like a guy like Greg, Greg Hardy. And vice versa, Greg Hardy gets him out of there, man. This is going to be a huge feather in his cap and gets him right back into the position of where he was before. Hardy's 32. He lost his last one to Marcin Tybura. And two of us uh, won his last two, Stefan Struve. And the last one before that was um, Harry Hunsucker, whoever the hell that is. And before that, he had three losses in a row. Junior Dos Santos, Blagoy uh, Ivanov, and Sergei Spivak, who just had a big win himself, Spivak. Um, I'm leaning towards two of us on that one. Irene Aldana and Kuniskaya. Kuniskaya is like, she's got some solid grappling. And I think the last one she won where she took her opponent down multiple times and just held a position, uh, Caitlin Vieta or just Storylenko. I don't even know which one it was, but one of them, she got the decision. She looked good. I was surprised because I know she was like a very flexible, I think, kickboxer or something like that. But um, when I watch her fight, sometimes I wonder if she even likes to strike. But I, I don't know. You know, th this is like what I'm observing. And with the Arena Donna girl, she seems a lot more like poised, um, more polished when she's in the pocket and and even in space. She's 5'9, 33. She looked good in her last one against Holly Holm, but you know, that's Holly Holm, tough fight, lost a unanimous decision. And before that, she beat Caitlin Vieira as well and Vanessa Mello. And the next one we have Sean O'Malley taking on a newcomer, Chris Montijo. I don't know who this guy is, but he's I think he's from Cage Fury. Yeah, Cage Fury and CES. So he's fought on the Northeast a bunch. He fought Tony Gravely, lost him TKO in round four. He lost to Johnny Campbell, then won two in a row, and then now he got the call up. So I, this is, this is you know, my comment about this one is like, I don't understand what they're doing with O'Malley now. Like, he went from being ranked to being unranked and now fighting guys who aren't even in the UFC. I mean, they're not in the UFC now, but he's fighting guys who are... Um, the fights you should look good in, you know, to get him the highlights, maybe get some more clout again, uh, really get the battery in the back. But his last performance against Thomas Almeida was a great one. So I'm like, how, why are they going backwards for this kid right now? I, I don't really understand it. Um, I like O'Malley. I like watching him fight. I straight up say that. He's still undefeated, 13-1, and one, um, you know, mentally undefeated. <laughs> he's only 26 years old, man. He's 5'11", and he's just styling out there. Uh, his one loss to Cheeto Vera, and I think if they fought again, I think Cheeto, personally, I think Cheeto gets him again. I just think Cheeto's a long fighter, rangy. Um, he might be super a lot slower, but I think the grappling and the ground game makes a big difference. And I show, Amali's good, man. Like I said, he's good everywhere. Uh, we just haven't seen much of his ground game in terms of like defensively protecting himself, being able to get back up to the feet. Um, I don't know. So, like I said, he fought Thomas Almeida, looked good, and made it look relatively easy. And Almeida is a heavy hitter, tough dude, fought some of the best guys in this division, and um, I honestly thought that fight would have been a lot closer, but, you know, he did what he was supposed to do and took out a guy like Thomas Almeida, who he was the guy before. You know, he was that guy fighting Cody Garbrandt, main event, while I'm fighting um, Brian Caraway on the undercard of, of the Fight Pass prelim headliner kind of thing. And you see where everyone's careers went, you know? So, um, 
I know he had a bunch of injuries, a couple of setbacks, but, you know, enough about Almeida. Still a tough dude. Um, but O'Malley and this guy, Cristino, I, I, uh, Mutino, Chris, I just hope he can make it an interesting fight and not just get straight up ran over because that would suck. Because then it's like, what are we doing? Are we like, uh, are we trying to get somewhere or we're we just fighting? To... And don't get me wrong, that's fun too. You could just fight, take fights, random fights. But are we trying to get somewhere at some point, you know? So uh, I can only imagine how much money they would pay him for just keep fighting guys like this. Like if you want to get paid some big money, you got to fight the best guys. And hopefully um, we can really see how good he is. Because I would like to see if he can develop himself into the complete package. We know he can strike his ass off. We know he's precise. We know he's super creative in there. And he's got great footwork, great movement. So for anyone, I think he's going to be a tough out. And uh, I think the ground game and being caught in a clinch, that's where we're going to find out what uh, what uh, Molly is really made out of. And we're going to see if it's uh, sugar spice and everything nice. <laughs> that's powerful Puff Girls reference in case you guys didn't. Never mind. Never mind. Um, we got some other fun fights. I, I'm not going to go too crazy into this. I just wanted to make sure I got a podcast out for you guys. But um, we got Max Griffin taking on Carlos Condit. We got Nico Price taking on Michelle Pereira. Reinhold versus Ilya Taporia. This is an interesting one because Taporia is also, from what I understand, is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Reinhold is a black belt, but we know there are black belts and there are black belts. Reinhold is going to be looking for leg locks. That's no secret. We know his game. You get close, he pulls guard, flops to his butt, butt scoots to you. And if you don't want, you don't like it, you don't want any part of it, you could just back up and let him stand up. You get closer again, he's going to try to hook kick you in the face, and then he's going to flop to the ground again. So, can Ilya Taporia figure out that recipe, and will he be afraid or nervous or hesitant, whichever one of those adjectives you want to use to describe it, to engage in a guy like Ryan Hall's guard and start to attack, to put on some damage, to try to get him out of there, or take their chances and go to a decision. I, I really don't know what's going to happen, but it's a dangerous fight because if he can get you elevated when you're on top, that's when your legs are the easiest and most exposed. But when you go for that, if you do roll, you don't go all the way through, and the guy catches that that uh, kind of like a cross face on your neck, and he could pull through, look for like a head and arm, or he could pull through and flatten you out, even when you have his leg, he's going to land some big, big shots, and Taporia hits freaking hard, so I can imagine this one going something like that, him stopping him in his tracks and piss-pounding him in, in that position, but at the same time, I could also see him getting elevated or him hitting a Barambolo or a, um, um, what's the other one, Imanari roll and getting into a leg lock entanglement, entanglement, <laughs> and getting to finish. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's a dangerous fight for both guys. And this is why I like it. Because I like watching Uriah, um, Ryan Hall fight because he's such a, an anomaly for this era of MMA. And to see if he can get better with it. Because he's such a smart intellectual guy. The way he breaks down the positions and understands where he could be hit, where he cannot be hit. I want to see if it translates in real time. I think he's fun to watch. I think he's a smart dude. But I want to see if this can translate in real time and against stiffer competition. Who is this guy who's undefeated Ilya Taporia? So this is going to be a very, very fun fight. Um, Trevin Giles is taking on Plessis, South African guy. Jennifer Maya taking on Jessica I. Omari Akhmedov taking on Brad Tavares. This is a fun fight. Um, Zumagalov versus Jerome Rivera. I'm shocked they gave Rivera another shot, but you know what? They did, and this is his last opportunity, I think. He lost three in a row. He took some short-notice fights, and he's gone up in weight classes for the UFC as well. Um, Tyson Nam, Francisco Figueredo, and Ode Osborne, the Jamaican guy, where he got knocked out, like, clean. You know, so... 
this this is a there's a lot going on here, man. I I don't know. There's a lot of good fights, and the first one, Yozong Hu taking on Amidovsky, whoever that guy is. Alan Amidovsky, Amidovsky, where's he from? I see this flag, Macedonia, but where does he fight out of? Fighting out of Italy, that's what it says on Tapology. All right. So other than that, man, as always, man, I thank you guys for always tuning in, dropping the comments. Um, if you guys are going to be in Vegas, please feel free to come up, get a picture with me if you want, or say hello. I don't buy it. I'm one of, I, I like to think I'm one of the most outgoing fighters out there, and just in sports in general, I, I'm a very approachable guy. Just um, just don't uh, talk my air off the entire time, because I, I do have to go. <laughs> That's the only thing, but I'm definitely down and way more than okay with saying hello and whatever but you know I, if i did that a hundred times uh i would never get anything done so definitely say hello i'll say hello back and um maybe i don't know what the ufc is doing i think they're doing a pool party on friday so i might be at um daylight on friday with the fiance and then saturday we're watching the fight so it's gonna be a good time and again stay blessed stay safe and as always if you like my shit subscribe to my shit Spinning back fist, baby. 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 Peace. That's the show. You ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get to stepping. And remember, we bring the noise because the people want the funk. Until next time, this is the Weekly Scraps. Bye-bye.